The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage ProLines Realty Brokerage. Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate forum starts now. Every Thursday morning at this time, we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. And co-hosting with me this morning is Carol Ann Bryant. Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Uh, it's good to have you in the studio again, Carol Ann. Back again, Dale. Back again. Back for more good times. Yes. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to say about being back here? Um, here I am again. All right. Yeah. In, like, with, uh, you mean that in a... A good way, right? Yeah, yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, it's just the way you, I think, you end the last word. If okay. it's in an up or a I'm down. super excited. Yeah, I like How's that. How's that? Okay, so we're we're ready for another show. Yeah. Are, are we ready for snow? No, never. I looked at my weather app, and my weather app says snow is on its way later mm-hmm. today. <coughs> pardon me, tomorrow, the next day. Oh boy. Yeah, but we got things ready outside. Hof- yeah, hopefully. snow tires aren't on my car yet. That's not. That's next week. Well, next week. Yeah. So I'm a little behind on that. So oh ho- well. Yeah, and hopefully people have uh, have their summer stuff uh, put away. And yeah. they have their, hopefully they have their shovels out and ready to go. Hopefully um, somebody I know has uh, the snow removal device in the vehicle. You mean the... Uh, the scraper. The scraper. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I'm working on that. That's such a big job to it's move. It's right there. It's from right... From the garage to the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's... it's okay. Okay. I get the point. Uh, <laughs> not not quite at the point yet that I'm sorry I brought it up, but getting there. Okay. All right. So today, Carol Ann. Yes, Dale. It's, it's December. We're, we're going to be looking at whether or not you should want to have your home listed in the month of December. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they like to, they, they think, you know what, nothing's going to go on December. Right. Uh, it's holiday time. I don't want to be bothered with the nuisance of um, showings. So we're going to talk about that. And and is there any effectiveness at all in keeping your home or, or having your home listed in December during the holidays? We're going to look at the new mortgage stress testing rules. Mm-hmm. You're ready to talk about that? Yes. There's a lot of confusion about that. Uh, yeah. Who there was a lot of confusion, um, <coughs> excuse me, in the industry yeah, as well. People are wondering who who <coughs> in the world does it actually apply to and, yeah. and what kind of difference is it going to make. And so we'll look at that uh, coming up. And <coughs> we also have some interesting information concerning your property lines around your house, where okay. your property starts and stops. Mm-hmm. And... Some of that can be common sense, and some of it is is not really common sense. Right. You just need to know. So we'll start the show off with Snapshot, which is for December 7, 2017, and that's your local report of what's happening in Northumberland, the Northumberland real estate market. So there have been 104 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that's down 28 sales from last week's report. Wow. Big, yeah, big shift, huge yeah. shift in uh, the amount of sales we've had over the last month. That leaves us with a, a declining inventory of 235 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is approximately 416000 That's the average selling price here in our county. During the past year, people have received, on average, just over 100% of their asking price. And keep in mind, that include includes the sort of frenzied 
three months we mm-hmm. had last year, February, mm-hmm. March, April. And, uh, and over that past year, homes have been selling in a market time of 36 days on average. Northumberland Real Estate is in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 51% based on the past month's sales trend. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 2.4 months of sales at the rates homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central, and List Central is a local realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area-specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with, and the price band that it's in. So talk to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Your Northumberland realtor, the person who who lives here, who works here, whose office is here, who's a member of our board, those are the people who will be able to understand this information best. Carol Ann, mortgage rates today, what's going on? Well, um, we have a five-year fixed as low as 2.94, so there's certain conditions that apply to these rates, of course. As always. Yep. And uh, the variable has stayed the same at prime minus 0.99. That's the lowest. Prime is 3.2%. And um, there's been no change to that. The Bank of Canada made their overnight lending rate announcement and they've left it the same. Um, they did two, two increases re- recently in a row. And in the last two uh, announcements, they've left it the same. And the sort of talk was that it looks like they're going to leave it the same for for a little bit still uh and immediately after that announcement our dollar took a hit went down unfortunately but fortunately for those who are about to get a mortgage or those that have variable rate mortgages so those that currently have variable rate mortgages or they have secured lines of credit on their homes there has been no change so you can rest easy over the christmas holidays your mortgage payment is not going to go up. Mm-hmm. And today's mortgage rates, obviously. Brought to me by me. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. So folks, this is a current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in your county, Northumberland County. And I'd like to just remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles we present do not represent the views and opinions of the station necessarily, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage or of any other realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. So, Carol Ann, this is, you know, where I'm, I'm broadcasting who the mortgage rates are brought to uh, <coughs> to the people by. Right. And for a few weeks now, I've been saying Caroline Bryant from Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Right. That's new. I've made a change, Dale. The, yeah, this is the first time you've been in the studio right. since uh, the change. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the change and what that means? Um, yeah, so I've just changed brokerages, which is in real estate similar to people changing from a brokerage, a brokerage to, to, to one, yeah. Royal LePage, say. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's the only thing that has changed. Um, I, I still can operate the same way I did with the other brokerage. I still deal with the same lenders. I still have the same interest rates. Um, I have changed my email address so we can maybe. So what is that? Yeah, so my email address now is carolann at mortgagemethod.ca. The old one still works for a while? The old one still works. <clears throat> we just decided to, uh, I decided to revamp my website, so I'm creating a new website. And along with that, I decided to do some new uh, branding. And mm-hmm. along with that came a new domain name, new email address. So all of that's going to be rolling out shortly, but my contact information remains the same. 
And so I'm just excited about that. And uh, Dominion Lending Alliance is uh, the office is in the Royal LePage office, which is in the Northumberland Mall. Mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, well, welcome aboard. Thank you. So the, the Bryant family is now under one under roof. Under one roof, yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We get, to, we get to see each other even more often now. And just I'm looking at your eyes when you say that. <laughs> just trying to read in, is there anything you're just saying that... No, it's great, isn't uh, it? I think it is. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. All right. So one of the things I mentioned we were going to talk about, Caroline, mm-hmm. is the time of year. Here right. we are. We're going into the Christmas holidays. Right. Um, Super busy people, for people. Yeah. Just, yeah. They're shopping. Yeah. They're decorating. They're decorating. Baking. Meeting with friends and running family. Running around. Yeah. Holiday parties. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it, people that are either thinking of listing their home or have their home listed, they often will say, what about Christmas time and the holiday time? Should mm-hmm. should we have our home <coughs> listed during that time? Is it worthwhile? And I like to on this show. I like to bring it up because because I have a platform that I can right. I can you know share this with the masses at, at this time of year. And <coughs> pardon me, I often like to mention it and just you know not really just an opinion, but the facts. We take a look at the stats and see. Does anything even move during the holiday time? So if we take a look at last year, last year, let's just say right now, today, we we took a look at how many homes had sold over the past month. And we had 130, we had 104, which was a drop from 132. So 104 homes for sale over the past month. Well, if we look back at last December... In 2016, mm-hmm. and where do I have it here? There was, wouldn't you know, I saw it there. Okay, there were 73 homes that sold in December. Now, that's a far cry off of 104. That's still substantial. But there's homes that are moving. And a number of people are taking their homes off the market. Mm-hmm. So... If you decide to keep your home on the market during that time, homes homes are not selling as fast, that's for sure. No. But they are moving and you're liable yeah. to have less competition. Well, you're still taking people out to look at homes. We, we were yeah. kind of thinking that, you know, this time of month, maybe you would slow down a little bit, well, but it you're, has you're slowed not. down a bit. Well, well, since the summer, yes, yeah. but you're still, you're still, uh, you still have buyers who have been buying homes. You have listings and and um i guess for me i think my i always like the way my house looks at christmas time it's all decorated up and and it uh you know has that little extra coziness to it and yeah but you and that's it that's it that's a trap too because what what we might think is the cozy comforty thing it could be quite an eclectic look that somebody might have that's not appreciated by others. Yeah, but I think people, unlike if you go into a house and you're just looking at how it's decorated all year round, people know that's Christmas decorations is going to come down, right? I think people can see past that if it's not uh, their taste, the Christmas decorating. No? I, if, if it's our house, so if it's our house, Carolyn, right. and we were thinking of decorating, of putting our house up for sale right today. Yeah. I would definitely want to have for the pictures, if we had decorations up, I'd want to be taking it down. Okay. Because if it didn't sell before Christmas. Well, of course, yes. Then, then those decorations <coughs> are in the yeah, pictures. Then yeah. I don't I don't want it being dated uh, yeah. after Christmas. And uh, yeah, I mean, for viewings and that, sure, you know, just tastefully decorate your home, but try not to clutter it up too much because you... A lot of people put up a Christmas tree. Well, right away we know how many square feet is that going to make one particular room look smaller. Mm-hmm. So it's not always your friend, uh, the the decoration. So so anyway, 73 homes last year sold right. in the month of December. And 
in the last <coughs> week, in the last week before Christmas, 15 of those sold. Wow. Two a day, over two a day for the last week. Uh, in, in last January, there were another 50. It went down again. Do you think these are mostly first-time home buyers, though? Because uh, my mind right now would explode if I had to move the, the week before Christmas. Like, I just know how busy I am. So if I had to pack up a house, move into a new house, and get ready for Christmas, I, I think I would not enjoy that. So I'm wondering well, who's moving into houses just before Christmas. Well, yeah. And, and so this is sold. This is sold. What I'm reporting. Oh, it's on. not the closing dates. So yeah. So okay. so is there activity? Are okay, people gotcha. actually um, putting offers in and firming up at this time of okay. year and in January and and so a sold that we're reporting is is when it firms up. Okay. And you know, I just put an offer uh, with some clients. We put an offer in on a home just had on the weekend. On the weekend, uh, we had an accepted conditional offer there on the weekend. So mm-hmm. so it's absolutely happening. And so far, as of last night in December only, we've had nine, nine sold uh, mm-hmm. residential homes. So what I'd say to people is what I say every year. There's going to be a lot less traffic, but homes still sell. Actually, last year, in, uh, in the last week, 15 of them sold, and one, one even sold on the 24th. It firmed mm. up on the 24th, the I day think you were Christmas. showing people houses on the 23rd of December. Yeah, I can't remember. I think I re- well, mm. I remember, mm-hmm. because I was counting on you being home <laughs> to help, and to help uh, off you were, and I was thinking, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I believe those were first-time home buyers, so it could if be. I rem- if I remember back a but year the, ago. But the offer, the offer that I helped uh, some buyers submit just a few days ago, they were not first-time home buyers. No, no but they're not closing until so, the new year. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally say it's all about the first-time home buyer being busy at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of everyone. So. We're we're gonna go into our next segment, Carolyn. We're gonna we're gonna start off with uh, interesting points about deeded property lines. Um, but you know what? We're so close to break. Why don't we Take have a our, break? Why don't we have our break now? And folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland eighty nine seven FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and Carolyn and I we're gonna get into some interesting points about the boundary lines, the property lines around your home. Be right back. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our co-host this morning is mortgage broker extraordinaire Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Carol Ann, we started off with, what in the world did we start off with? We were looking, <laughs> yeah, we were looking at uh, whether or not to keep your home listed or list your home during the holidays, December. Mm-hmm. And I think we determined right here, the answer is? Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> think that is y- the answer. Well, I, I think it would come down to a personal preference, yeah. right? If people don't mind being disturbed with a showing during the holiday season, then it looks like you should do it because activity happens. It, it, that's the perfect way to summarize that. Okay, good. Perfect. So... We're talking about property lines here. Um, one of the one of the sayings is something like "Good fences make good neighbors." Mm-hmm. Uh, that that will likely, depending on what the information I'm going to go over here, that depends on whether the fence is accurately on the property right. line or not. And and you know we we likely don't think about our property lines too much. Uh, most no, people, I don't. But then when you have an issue with it. If you are in dispute with a neighbor, mm-hmm. I'm sure, <clears throat> I'm sure that that topic is a hot topic. Or if you're ready to build something and you need to be within the uh, setbacks that are required by sure. your town or township, then then it becomes something you become more aware of. So I have a few points here. One of the points is the fence line. The <clears throat> fence line is not necessarily the property that 
the property, property line, line that's that's on your deeded title. Okay. It's it could be, I mean, it could be right on. It could be over. It could be inside. Right. And so, when we do look at properties, <coughs> pardon me, we quite often will take a look at the fence line and. And, and it, it quite often is a good estimate of where the property is. But the only way you'll know for sure is a survey. Survey. And, and so on a survey, if there's a fence and there's a property line, and if they do not line up, they'll be separated and they'll be marked. The survey will show where the fence is and it'll show where the property line is. So that should clear things up for most people if they have... Uh, a legible survey, a recent legible yeah. survey, which are, are not required anymore on um, purchase and sale ever since we've went to... Um, Title insurance. Well, and, and, and yeah, and, and the way we do titles on closing, uh, it's, it's all changed and we, we don't need right. to. We don't need to have a survey anymore. All right. Can this this is an interesting one? I find this very interesting. Can someone take or steal your property by fencing it in over a number of years? What do you think? I would like to say yes to that. You what, what kind of person <laughs> likes to say yes to well, that? Well, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> I believe the answer to that question is yes, that you can. Mm-hmm. If if it's over a number of years, if you have, yeah, and there's a term for that. There, well, there y- is. Yes, and it's. And that's that term is called adverse possession. Yes, thank I mean, you. sometimes people might consider it to be squatting. You may hear yeah. people say squatting. But it's, it's called adverse possession, and in many parts of Ontario, the answer is yes, they can. They can, they can yeah. fence your property in, and I mean, because of the new land titles registration system, it, it'll prob- typically take at least 20 years uh, or longer for someone to prove that they have, that they have taken over your land. Hmm. So, I mean, really, you have property... Somebody fences it in. Somebody puts their, builds a fence around their property and makes it larger. And makes it larger (laughs) by putting it in yours as well. And I mean, when they're doing that, that's not a very nice thing. That's not a neighborly thing to do. And so if they get away with this, dastardly, Dastardly uh, sneaky, (laughs) sneaky thing. For 20 years, we have a system that will reward them. Well yeah. done. Well done, sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but again, um, that can't be like city properties. <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm thinking about our property if somebody, <laughs> although we have a fence. Sure can't. Well, you're going to notice if all of a sudden your neighbor starts encroaching on your backyard and making your backyard smaller. I'm. I have to think that's more like rural, large properties where maybe it won't get noticed right away. When we bought our property in the town of Coburg, yes, we didn't have a survey. Did we? Did we get a surveyor? No. No. Did we look for the stakes? No. If oh, I if thought our, you did. Sometimes they're hard to find. You thought I did. I thought you did. <laughs> I thought I thought you had my back, Dale. <laughs> if, if somebody. Prior to us moving there, put the fences that are up around our property yeah. into what originally was our property's lot. I mean, and I'm not talking about five feet because, I mean, in, in the size property we have, you'd notice that, but say it was uh, four to six inches yeah. inside. Well, 20 years later, you know, uh, according according to this information, uh, yeah, uh, that the, the uh, neighbor uh, could that prove. makes no sense to <clears> me. <throat> like, what is the what is the um, thought process behind that? That you you it's like squatters' rights, then, right? You've uh, it seems okay. like an adverse possession, and and if you think that doesn't make sense, 
I have more information. Oh, great. Now, now you said, uh, you know, I, Dale, I think this only happens rurally. No, and, I'm just and, imagining. Yeah, I know. And, but, and, and, and it can't happen <coughs> in the city. Well, there's a couple places it cannot happen. Okay. The government. You could have. Oh, of course. Yeah, you could have your fence around their property for 50 years. <laughs> and if they know. Yeah, and if they notice it, they can. Adverse possession doesn't apply to crown land. To, yeah, to the Crown Government land and, or Conservation Authority land. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, they're aware of it and they say, no, can't do it. But, hey, hey, folks, fight it out out there. <laughs> fight your own battles. Yeah, yeah. Remember some parents would say um, back when we did you ever get that? Fight Par- your own battles? Yeah, we had some parents in my neighborhood and, you know, maybe their kid was getting picked on a bit. And some parents would come out and say, hey, stop picking on Johnny. Yeah. And But other parents would say to Johnny, fight your own battles. Okay. So that's what the government's saying to us. Is, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, by this information. Yeah. Okay. With our property lines. All right. Bring on some more nonsensical. Okay. Well, let's, let's do one that maybe makes sense. Okay. If there's a tree. Yes. Right on the property line. You know, the trunk of the tree, yes. halfway on our property, halfway on our neighbor's property. Sure. Who owns the tree? <coughs> wow. Um, I, well. I, did, I did give <coughs> you a clue before I even said the scenario. Well, I would, common sense would dictate that each of you own half the tree. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it is. Oh, good. In this one, it's... Common sense prevails. You both own half the tree. Neither one of you can remove the tree without Ah. the other one's permission. Okay. So if one of you say, you know what, this tree is a dirty old tree and uh, a bunch of stuff keeps falling off it every year and I want to get rid of it. And the other person says, nah, I sort of like that tree. You can't take it down. It stays up. Yeah. Could you cut half the tree? Cut, Cut the tree down on your property? Well... <clears throat> hmm. So this is what you can do. Whether the, the tree is on your property, halfway, or even if it's on our neighbor's property, fully. The trunk is fully on our neighbor's property. Let's, let's go there because what happens there will, will apply to what happens when it's right on the boundary line. Okay. If our neighbor has a, a tree yeah. on their property. Yes. But the branches are coming onto our side of right. the property. And the, obviously the roots will be pretty much uh, mirroring yeah. Yeah. the diameter of the branches. Well, we can, we can trim those branches that hang over our property. We can even trim back the roots of the tree okay. that are onto our property. We can trim everything back right up to the property line. Okay. So if it was halfway on our property and theirs, we could trim it right back up to the property line with one provision that it does not harm the tree. <laughs> so we could not take, we could not get a chainsaw and, and take the tree half, half. <laughs> half the trunk, yeah. you know, or half of the trunk because that would kill the tree. Yeah. And you can't even start to remove so many roots. Right. Like I'm wondering, somebody wants to put a pool in and, and they need, they need, you know, in-town property, mm-hmm. smaller property, and they need to get rid of like a lot of roots to dig and put that pool in ground. Mm-hmm. What do you do there? That's something, you know, that's beyond my little um, mm. information on this on this thing. So, yes, you can trim back branches and roots right up to the property line, but provided you do not do any harm to the tree. Okay. Are you going to tell the story that you told me last night that made no sense to me whatsoever? I am going to tell you the story. And that okay. I'm going to tell, I'll tell you that story right now. Okay. <coughs> so another scenario. Our neighbor has. Our neighbors are just getting well, our, it today, aren't they? Our neighbors they? are getting it. We, 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 we really like our neighbors. We have great neighbors. We do. But we're sort of, we're sort of um, you know, are we using them today? Yes. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you, neighbors, and nothing by it. But what if this neighbor has a tree on their lawn? Uh-huh. And their tree, maybe they have a really big tree. I've seen some awfully big trees 
that I look up at when I show homes and I think, oh, my goodness, I hope that stays there. Right. Um, because it could just it could just kill people. Right. It could do so much damage. If our neighbor's tree falls down, smashes into our roof, mm-hmm. smashes our roof, breaks walls, windows, um, items within the house because it just came crashing down so hard. Mm-hmm. The 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 way our law our laws are, we would be responsible for all losses, and we'd have to c- claim them on our insurance. Yeah, because that makes sense, right? <laughs> you would you would think if their tree yeah came down. That they'd be responsible for their tree, but uh, and 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 this information comes from uh, real estate lawyer Mark Weisletter, and he r- writes articles for a number of uh, publications. This one was from uh, Real Estate Magazine, hmm. and this comes directly from a real estate lawyer. So interesting. Does it sound fair? Not. Mm, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. It makes no sense. Um, the question is, and this article never did get into it, but what if, okay, so what if it's a fluky thing and it's just a, a crazy windstorm? Mm-hmm. It was a healthy tree, crazy windstorm. Okay, so likely our, our laws would apply. But what if, what if this tree had been dead or partially dead for the last 10 years and, and mm-hmm. most anybody else would have had a company come in and take it down? Right. But it was due to neglect. I wonder if that changes the law. And and if, if you're a lawyer out there or you're a legal assistant or you know something about the law, let me know. Um, mm-hmm. Write me. Uh, face, write you? Uh, well, you Send know. Send a letter in the mail? Email. Okay, there email. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Email me. Or text lo- you. Or text me or look me up on Facebook and uh, and send me a message that way. Yeah, that's I'd, a good. I'd love to know if it, if it's due to neglect. Yeah. Does that change things? Hmm. That would be interesting. And what else do we have here? Um, okay, who has to who has to fence their yard? Anybody? Uh, well, people that have pools. Yeah. You got a pool, you got to fence it. Not necessarily on the property line, but you have to yeah. fence it, the pool in at least to make it uh, safe from children. Um, the only other one, Carol Ann? Yeah. If your property backs onto a highway. Oh, okay. That's the only other time that you're required to have a fence. Um, what else do we got here? Okay. Just the only, the last thing I put down here, just for a, a tip for somebody. It, you know what? What if you had a neighbor, which mm-hmm. we don't have this kind of neighbor. What, what if you had a neighbor who decided to take down the fence between your properties without ever asking you, just decide, right. I'm, I'm going to do this and put it back up. And you, and you have a, well, one, you, you were happy with the old fence, but you have a suspicion that they've just encroached on your property more. They, they put it back right. up, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a few inches or feet mm-hmm. um, inside of your property line. Mm-hmm. <coughs> After the fact, it's, it's tougher to do things. Uh, to prove where the old fence is. And one of the tips in this article that I was reading was uh, we should just take pictures or a video of our fences. Hmm. And and s- especially if you have something uh, like a sort of like a landmark thing that doesn't move in your yard, mm-hmm. like a tree. A tree, yeah. You could even put a tape measure there and take a picture of of the, the tape measure from the fence right. to the tree, or there could be a big rock. A garden or garden shed or something. A, a garden shed, a patio stones, yeah. um, a, a clothesline pole. Hmm. So you could do things like that. It'd be good to have that on record. And then if ever anything went silly and it went to court, you would at least be able to prove where that fence was. Good point. So that's our, that's our fence and boundary line. Topic. Interesting. Yeah. A couple things that maybe you would predict and a couple things that I would yeah. never have guessed yeah. to be the case. So, Carol Ann, yes. why don't we just get started in this mortgage stress testing? Yeah. Uh, when, what is it and, and 
Yeah. And when did it come into effect or Mm -hmm. when will it come into effect? So we've had a lot of rule changes over the last year or so. Um, And they are referred to as B20 in the mortgage industry. And the government has changed several things when it comes to qualifying for, for a mortgage. So just recently, they... Um, brought into effect that somebody who has less than 20% down, um, they have to qualify instead of the contract rate, which is the rate that your actual mortgage is at. So for instance, we said we have five-year fixed at 2.94, that's the contract rate, but the posted rate is actually 4.99% on on that five-year fix. So that's the discount you're getting. The 2.94 is a discount off of the posted. So the they have to now qualify. When we qualify them, we can't use that 2.94. We have to use 4.99. And this, this is for people that have less than 20%. No, those are people that have, yes, Yes, less than twenty percent. That happened. So that happened a little while ago. So yeah. people that had more than twenty percent. So they a had good, a bigger down a payment. Bigger down payment. We could still use the contract rate to qualify them, which was great. So they could qualify for more, uh, more. That's mortgage. right. They could get a higher mortgage, a higher loan amount, which meant they could look at a higher purchase price. Then the government said no. People that have a lot of equity to put a lot a big down payment and they're going to have a lot of equity in your home. We've decided that you have to qualify at not only the posted rate like the people that had less than 20%. Yeah, but you're going to now qualify at whatever your contract rate is plus 2%. So not 2.94 plus 2 per, 2%. So we have to qualify you at 4.94%. That's the contract rate. The contract rate is two. The contract or the discount rate, or the uh, the contract rate is what you're actually paying on Plus. your mortgage, which is different than what you have to qualify at. So these this, these people that get stress test now are at not the contract rate, but at the contract plus two percent is the qualification. That's not what they're paying on their mortgage, but that's how we determine whether or not you can afford a house. So. I will give you an example of how that affects their buying power, okay? And and sorry, I should say this is starting January 1st, 2018. Okay. Um, so this example is actually using a contract rate of 3.39%, which there are a lot of lenders that have that rate on a five-year fixed rate now. So someone be- prior to these rules, someone that had more than 20% down, could have afforded to buy a house, a $500,000 home, because they qualified for that. Their, more, their maximum mortgage amount was $400,000. So they, had hundred, they had $100,000 for a down payment. If you had qualified for a $500,000 home. Prior to these rules, yeah. Now, with now, the rules, you with would the qualify rules, for? Now, you can only qualify for a $425,000 home. So it affected that person by $75,000. You've lost $75,000 worth of buying power, which as we know, in the, as you know, that is a big difference in houses. Yeah. Sometimes 20, what would you say? What, what would you say a step up is like? Uh, Carol Ann, sometimes you're looking at homes and, and you have your limit and you look and say, if I could only go up 10000 Yeah. More, yeah, I I it, could get it, this. It, it would change. It would change the type of home yeah. I'm in, or so, the neighborhood. Uh, the neighborhood. So, yeah. So, so really that's seventy five thousand yeah. dollars buying power. Very those substantial. People have lost. Yeah. So that's that's pretty significant. All right. Well, listen. Let's take a break. We're going to get into a little bit more about this mortgage uh, stress testing and how it affects people and exactly when it starts and and everything else. So, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break. More to come. We're going to continue talking about this new rule for mortgage financing, the stress test. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our co-host today is my lovely bride, Carol Ann Bryant, and Carol Ann is also a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Uh, Carol Ann, before the mm-hmm. break, 
we started into the new rules, the new right. mortgage rules, the, the the new stress testing. And you were you were telling us about that there was already a stress test in place for people with less than twenty yeah, percent. It's been in place for a bit now. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. a down payment on their home, yep. and now there is new new stress test for people that have more than twenty percent down. And so I want to, to say that if you have purchased a home and you have uh, right now you have an accepted offer and you're going to be putting more than 20% down, if that house is closing after January 1st, 2018, you're, you're not going to have to requalify. You have an accepted offer. You have a commitment from your lender. So you don't have to worry. If you have a pre-approval, though, you don't have an accepted offer, you've just gone out and said, what can I afford? Um, In most cases, if your pre-approval expires, you're going to have to requalify at those at this new stress test. There are there's one financial institution that is saying if you have a pre-approval, and it's good for 120 days, and that 120 days is going to go into 2018, we're going to honor that, and we're not going to requalify you. But you have to purchase something within that 120 days. Purchase and have it close? Yes. And that's so, that, To the best of my knowledge, that's what we've been told. So, so right now, you just have the one lender that I, will do I that. I believe that's all we have. That's all I've... <clears throat> most of them seem to say if you have a pre-approval... And you haven't bought a house before January 1st under that pre-approval, you're going to have to go back in and requalify yourself at the at the new stress test, which means now you're going to have to look at houses in a lower price bracket. Caroline, usually when, when new rules are brought into play in the mortgage industry, yeah, the lenders quite often will implement those rules before they're the, mm-hmm. the date that they're told they have to implement them by. Mm-hmm. Has that happened with any lenders yet or ha- are they hanging on to the uh, implementation date? Yeah. Um, as far as I know, that hasn't happened yet. There, You can still go in and, and, and uh, qualify under the old rules. I'm surprised that you, you uh, well, already don't have a number of lenders that are yeah, saying... You know um, what? Sorry, folks, we're doing it now. I think because this was a sort of a uh, a surprise. This this came out of the blue. Um, so usually lenders are sort of in the loop ahead of the bro- like it. There's a it buzz in the air. Well, I mean. no, they find they sort of find out some things, and and then we kind of find out later. But we were all kind of hit with it at the same time. So everybody was scrambling. Like, mm-hmm. how does this look now? What are we going to do? How does this affect products we have? So it was quite a, quite a shock, and um, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in the new year. So advice, if there's a move in the near future for somebody, they should... You're going to have to readjust your expectations if you're, you're not planning on moving till maybe, you know, in the summer or something. If you're thinking you're putting your house up for sale, you're going to have to, uh, you know, make sure you go in and get a proper pre-approval. Yeah, because if you're basing it on a pre-approval you had just a short while ago, and it's not going to yeah, count. No. Or or if if you are able to try and and you are a person that has 20% or over <coughs> for a down payment, um maybe you want to try and make that move before before it does kick in. Maybe you want that pre-approval and you want to talk to a mortgage broker like yourself Mm -hmm. who can uh, potentially lock you in for that 120 days. Mm -hmm. So there's a a couple things to think about there. So, Carol Ann, pretty serious stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. You had a great idea weeks and weeks ago. I think just before the last time you were on our show, which was mid-October, and you said, Dale, you know, why don't you do a little bit about something funny in real estate? And and we started that. Mm-hmm. And we named it um, Obscure and Irregular Real Estate. Okay. And uh, and we and I've done it. I think I've done it every day s- except for once. I think I forgot to do it once. But I'm trying to implement it as a regular. Usually it's just a short bit. Right. But I ran into this one here today. 
or yesterday, and uh, it was just really neat. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to read this article. We, we can talk a little bit about it as well. But uh, it's really unusual. Okay. And so this co- this article is a December 6 article. So it was just published yesterday yes. on high business, hibusiness.ca. And that's a Canadian real estate uh, website. Okay. And so this this um, article reads uh, as follows. Uh, the real estate business in Toronto is gradually going berserk as potential buyers are being rejected from the sizzling market despite their stable jobs and bulging pockets. Joint ownership is gradually becoming the order of the day as many of these buyers are merging their financial resources together to gain access to the market. A new service named GOCO, that's G-O-C-O, has been launched by a Toronto realtor, Leslie Gaynor, aimed at assisting prospective buyers search for homes in Toronto, which they can afford through co-ownership. In an interview with HuffPost Canada, she said, I sort of came to it through watching people be shut out of this market for all kinds of reasons, but mostly financial. Leslie Gaynor mainly works on assisting people find others to buy property they can co-own and live in together without necessarily having to share a bathroom or a kitchen. According to her, it's all about the kind of assets that sit aside a lot of the time. We can find ways to be more creative and have less of a footprint and then increase your net worth as opposed to the landlord's net worth, she went on to say. So here's what this Leslie Gaynor did, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Leslie Gaynor organized a speed dating event, a <laughs> speed dating event known as Sea Harmony, Creating Cooperative Connections. On Thursday at a Toronto pub, she did this to connect prospective co-buyers, a speed dating event to connect co-buyers. Okay. Toronto Star reported that about two dozen people were in attendance. And another speed dating event is proposed to be held by Co, uh, GoCo in June. Well, what do you think of that? A speed dating event to get strangers introduced to one another to potentially um, go into co-ownership uh, in a home. Very, very creative um, idea. Uh, mm. I'm not sure I'd want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's going to be for a certain type of person, right? Yeah. There's not going to be oldies like us at the... Oh, oh, I just about said that, but I there's going to be part of this article I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not all for the young people. No. Okay. Yeah. Say so some, <clears throat> explain little, some more. Explain some more. So, yeah, she mentions another speed dating event's going to be held in June. Gaynor mentioned that she successfully connected a young family with a woman in her 70s named Margie. The family needed a grandmother-like figure for their children. And Margie wanted to co-own a house with someone who could occasionally check in on her and help her with groceries. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, I mean. I'm trying to get people to have some fun with the notion of speed dating, she says. You're not going to take... Now, here's a, you know, a good point she's making. You're not going to make a decision that large in three to five minutes, but it may lead to another conversation. Hmm. So it's just a little bit of an icebreaker. You got the yeah. people attending this, which, what did they say? Uh, two dozen? A dozen. A couple dozen, yeah. Let me look here again. How many people? I can't. I, I just finished I think reading. You said it. a couple of dozen. Yeah, and and so you know what? You got people that are after the same thing. So why not? Why not just have an organized sort of uh, f- platform where people can have that initial talk and and get going? Um, see if see if there's any more to it. 
the article f- further states one of the attendees at the event, uh, Matt Michaels, told Global News that he would love to own a home in the High Park area, and he's open to the idea of owning a home with a like-minded person. He further stated that as a 35-year-old who doesn't have $400,000 for a down payment right now, it's increasingly unlikely I would be able to do that on my own. Matt Michaels revealed to the, so he's been interviewed by a few um, media uh, companies. He also revealed to the Toronto Star that he wants to own his own kitchen, uh, but he would have no problem sharing the yard. I think it would be fun to own a house with someone who would walk my dog once in a while, and I'll even babysit their kid once in a while, he said. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, huh, nice trade-off, but speed dating and all of a sudden you're going to you're going to leave your children with yeah, this yeah no there's going to be you'd want you'd want to do a whole lot of more a whole lot more due diligence um on that one um the article finishes off by saying most people who co-own houses prefer to team up with friends or family says mm-hmm. uh Leslie Gaynor who purchased a house over 20 years ago with a friend Referring to uh, Meridian Credit Union's recent creation of a friends and family mortgage, mm-hmm. Gaynor stated that many law practitioners are getting accustomed to drawing up agreements that protect both parties. She went ahead to say that co-owning a house with strangers is a doable idea. It just, just needs to be normalized. Yes, and you have to be very careful you know, you have to have a joint ownership agreement and, and keep in mind that no matter what percentage of ownership you have, so, you know, if there's three people and one person has 50% ownership and another has 25 and another has 25 or however it's split up, you are all equally responsible for the mortgage. Mm-hmm. If there's a mortgage on the property. Yes. One of you... Like you don't you don't get out of the responsibility of that if you own less of the home. Yeah, and and that's another topic. But we're we're at the end of our line here, Carolyn. Okay. Thank you, thank you for joining me this morning, Carolyn. Let's repeat that uh, new email address. Carolyn at mortgagemethod.ca, or you can call me at two eight nine two five one two nine four eight, or text me at that number as well. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or call into the station 905-372-2391 and leave me a message. They'll make sure I get it. Don't forget to join me, Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Join me next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty, Northumberland, 89.7 FM's Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.